Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. If you like the Entree Architect Profit Calculator and the Entree Architect Hourly Billing Rate Calculator, then listen up. You're going to love what I'm about to share. We have developed a new three-part video training series called Profit Tools, where I will walk you through each calculator explaining how and why it works. It's quick, simple to understand, and it will help you leverage your new powerful Entree Architect Profit Tools. You can gain instant access to this video series right now for free at EntreeArchitect.com slash Profit Tools. My name is Mark R. LePage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 264, and this week, we're talking about mothers in architecture. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, Gusto. Gusto is refreshingly easy payroll, benefits, and HR for the modern small business. RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more at RCAT.com, and FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. Bianca Biedling, Tara Wood-Dozark, and Elsa Contreras, welcome to the Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Bradley. 
it's it's great to have you here. This is going to be fun. We've been talking a little bit offline here, and so I'm I'm sure this is going to have be a great conversation. Um, we met one another on Facebook, you know, virtually. Never met one another face to face. And actually, I just learned that many of you never saw each other face to face, which is a common occurrence in the world that we live in today. We spend a lot of time communicating and building relationships, real relationships online with people that we've actually never physically have seen their face <laughs> and we care about them and we love them and we want to support them. And it's amazing the world that we're living in. And I think, and I see that in the Entree Architect Facebook group, and I'm sure you see that in your Facebook group, which is why we're here because we, we connected online. Um, I learned that you launched a mothers in architecture design and construction Facebook group. Um, I tried to join it actually. I'm not a mother, so I was rejected. <laughs> we can get into that a little bit, which I love and I support 100%. Um, but uh, but I, I, I wanted to invite you here today to the podcast because there's a lot of mothers in architecture, especially um, in small firms. You know, Entree Architect is all about small firms and sole practitioners and supporting them and encourage them to build better businesses. And a very large um, segment of our community our mothers, our mothers who are architects and who are, you know, trying to do both, trying to integrate that life between their firm and their family. Um, and there's lots of good pieces to that. And there's lots of struggles for that. Um, I actually, you know, I'm a dad who's married to my wife, who's my architecture partner and the mom of my kids. And so I understand that, 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 that situation. Um, and so I wanted to have that conversation here. I wanted to invite the three of you to the Entree Architect podcast and have that conversation about mothers in architecture and what, um, what we can do to, to make that a better place for mothers who are architects and designers and construction people. And so let's, before we get into the discussion, let's go around the, the room here and just, um, I typically will introduce you, but I'd like you to introduce yourselves. Let's start with Bianca. Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to become an architect um, the story to where you are today. And then we'll go around the room and we'll do Tara, then Elsa. Okay. Um, well, I don't have a very exciting story about why I got into architecture. I uh, knew that I wanted to go to college um, and set myself up for a better future, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to study. Um, I ended up trying out a few different things. And when I got to architecture, I really enjoyed it. You know, I liked the creative aspect of it and the technical aspect of it. And I felt like it merged, you know, some of the things that I really enjoy together. And, you know, and I, and I stuck with it. And then uh, I really enjoyed working in the field. And it just, you know, I guess it was just luck. <laughs> yeah. And so what, what level are you now in terms of um, well, where are you in the profession? Um, I have about four or five years of experience and I'm studying to take my exams now. I guess mm -hmm. the AIA would would say it as an emerging professional three. Yeah. Okay. In in all those levels, I don't even know what those levels are because yeah. <laughs> those have yeah. been created recently. Um, yeah, just, and so I just wanted to see see where you were in the profession, just for listeners who under who are listening. Oh yeah. Um, and Tara, what about you? What's your what's your story? Uh, I've been working in architecture for twenty years. Um, as an undergrad, I studied philosophy and art, and I always had this balance of thinking and making. So when I graduated, I uh, thought about going for a PhD in philosophy, tried that, and I really missed making. So I left that program and worked in fashion in Manhattan for a little bit. 
And I found out that I could go back to school and get my master's in architecture. So I moved to Florida to do that, but I wanted to work first to make sure I liked it day to day. I started working in a firm. I loved it. Within three months, I was pregnant. So I uh, ended up, my plan was to work for a year and then go to graduate school. I ended up working for four years. And then I moved up here to St. Petersburg to go to University of South Florida and um, continued from there. So I, I was licensed. Um, took me a long time to get my license because of I was a single mom through all those years. And, uh, but I got my license and now I'm a sole practitioner and I'm teaching at the University of South Florida as an adjunct professor. That's great. That's awesome. Um, Elsa, what about you? So <clears throat> I got into architecture, well, in high school, I was in the construction design academy and um, it was just very interesting. I liked the idea of being able to create spaces, uh, just spaces that, you know, protect, find people can find refuge. So um, I, I graduated, I went to college. Uh, I took a different route. I studied interior design. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to I wanted to learn the human connection to buildings, a direct connection. So I decided to take that route, and then I went to uh, I went to Cal Cal State Fresno because I'm from California, and then um, I went to Cal State Northridge, and I got my master's degree because I wanted to do, um, go further into the environmental psychology of um, interiors, and I just wanted I wanted I always wanted to be an architect so you know just went from there and I'm currently testing right now so I'm going through the exam so so with the with the exam you went are you going because I don't know the new processes of of getting Mm -hmm. licensed as an architect um as an interior design education uh, what route are you going through to get the ARE so I'm taking the, um, in California, you, all you need is a high school diploma and five years experience. Okay. Um, so it's just the, the experience route. We work, we have to comply with the in-car requirements plus California. Um, and then we get the approval to sit for the ARE. We take the in-car exams plus the California supplemental exam at the end. Okay. Great. And then we get our license. Great. And you're in the, in the process of that now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like literally like tomorrow or next week, right? Is another yeah. one. This Saturday is Saturday. my next one. Yep. So we have our fingers crossed. We're going to throw yeah. a lot of energy at you. Yeah. Make sure you pass this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's great. I, I, I'm super excited to have you all here and to have this conversation because I think this is, this is one of those things that that's not talked about enough. And I think that there are, there are um, thousands of mothers out there who are architects and some of them have taken a break and have walked away from the profession. Some are struggling to do both. Some are thriving as both. And so I'd love to have that conversation. And, and w- let's start with the Facebook group because that's, that's what has brought the three of you together and has brought the four of us together today um, is that Facebook group. And so, when was it started and why was it started? Who, who wants to take that? Um, well, I can, it was started about a year and a half ago. Is that, that's about right. And um, you know, we all met on another uh, architectural group and we just kind of were talking about some of the struggles that we face and 
realized that there wasn't really a space for all of us to get together and uh, and just talk about it and offer support to each other and be mentors to one another. So we started the group and, you know, and it's been, it's been a great experience. We've got, you know, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how many members, but we have a, I'd say about 1500 members maybe and all, all moms, you know, and sharing the same experiences. And it's a, it's a private group. So it's closed. Yeah. Yep. So they can search for it and find it, but they, but they can't get in unless you're accepted. Yeah, the conversation. So the conversations can stay private, and people yep. can open up and discuss, you know, anything that they that they want to talk about. Yeah, and that's really important. I mean, that's what makes the Entree Architects group so powerful is that is the fact that it's closed, mm-hmm. and that we can have conversations in there with one another and be open and honest and talk about anything that we want to talk about. And so I think that you know that I, I would imagine that the same thing happens inside the the Mothers in Architecture group that these having these conversations among mothers that you would not have anywhere else, maybe even not in person mm-hmm. um, because of the environment that Facebook gives you in that, in that closed private group. Um, do you find that that's the situation that's happening there? Yeah. Women are so thankful to find the group because um, you know, when you become a mom as an architect, sometimes you can feel really alone. You might not know any other mother architects in, in your community, and you can get onto Facebook and you can find all of these women that are going through the same things, women who are in, in different you know, stages of parenting. Because the thing is, when the kids are little, they're, you know, they're really demanding of, of your energy and time, but it goes by so quickly. And then you're back in the profession again. And um, we lose women so, so much because when, once you're finally qualified for your exams, it's usually the same time in your life when you're, you know, ready to become a parent. And it's really hard to balance those two things. And it's sad to see so many women just leave because it doesn't seem worth it. The pay is not high enough to justify the amount of energy and work you're putting in to um, keeping with the profession. But it is rewarding to stick with it. I mean, architects are known to work longer in their lives than most professions. And you know, historically, architects become more valuable as they age because that those years of experience just add up um, to bring more value. So, it, you know, our biggest goal here is to retain women as they go through this stage of life of parenting. Are you are you finding in in the group? Is there like one or two very specific topics that come up all the time? Like, I'm running into this. What? how do I handle this? Is there anything specific that, that comes up or is it just all across the board? I would say exams come up often, you know, how do, how do I balance, you know, studying for the exams when my kids are sick and, you know, um, <laughs> so that time, the whole time management thing. So whichever level you're at, right. Because most are such high priority, you know, how do you pick, you know, which one to put your energy into? You have to do both of them. I've seen a lot of questions about nursing and, and, you know, how do you take your exams when you need to pump milk? The exam is four plus hours long and most women are pumping or breastfeeding every two or three hours. So how do you, how do you manage that? How do you manage pump breaks when you are at a job site all day or, you know, just things like that. Where you work in a small office that only has one bathroom and an open studio and everyone's there all the time. Yeah. Those are things that people don't want to ask on a regular open architecture forum, but they're comfortable asking in a closed mothers only forum. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that, that idea of balance, and I think that's a, 
that's an inaccurate term balance of you know uh, between work and life i like to use the word integrate because that's what we do you know with my my wife is my partner who's also you know we raise our kids together we have a home office designed specifically we've started the firm specifically so we could do that so we can support one another and raise our children together um and we've integrated our firm with our family you know there is no i mean we have we have general business hours so the outside has very specific consistent structure but inside you know i work at specific hours and marie works at specific hours but we're available when we need to be for our kids so we integrated those things and so um do you find that there are specific tips or tactics or reasons on how to do that you know what what you know if time management is one of those big things how do i get it all done how do i be an architect and be a mom what are some of those those uh issues that come up and how do you handle them personally elsa do you have any thoughts on that how are you how are you studying for your exam and being a mom at the same time how are you doing that you know what i don't i don't think about it i just do it like sometimes <laughs> you just you just have to shut that off and just dive in you know and just do it just okay this is these are my priorities this is what i have to do i'm tired oh well you know <laughs> i mean that's that's all we can do like yeah do you have support do you have somebody who who can help is, is helping you get through this process i do my husband helps a lot actually um at so what i do on a typical night we get home yeah. we get home late seven o'clock after dinner nine o'clock comes around i tell my husband all right i'm checking out for the rest of the night so you're with the kids so i'm in the room he takes care of them puts in the bed and then i just keep going you know till I fall asleep on my book. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How, how important is that support and that, that other person um, who's there to support you, that that person's on that same page, that you're all, all moving in the same direction. You're all picking up what needs to be picked up to, to make that happen. You know what? I couldn't have done it without him being on board, my husband. Um, we had, we, I had to talk to him. We, we had conversations and he's like, you know what? I'm in, you know, do what you need to do, get licensed. He will take on, you know, the load that I have, you know, that I don't do because I'm studying. So, um, you know, I just, if, if we have that support that, you know, our partners, they will, they, they are the ones that determine when we get licensed, you know, cause I know it's really tough to do it all by ourselves. Right. So. Tara, you mentioned before that you were a single mom. Are you still a single mom? Uh, no, I've been married for about seven years now. And so uh, do you have support that way that you can, that you, how, how do you run your, your life and integrate those things? I do actually. Um, my husband and I started a business uh, that's a microbrewery. And uh, so I had to prioritize that over getting my license mm -hmm. because I knew the returns financially would be <laughs> a lot better. So once we got that up and running, then I was able to focus on my exams and, you know, he was very supportive about all of that. Uh, but it's funny how you talked about just jumping in and doing it. You know, I look back at what I did and I don't know how I did it, but I love getting on this Facebook group and seeing women who are in the position I was years ago and just kind of cheering them on, letting them know you can do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started graduate school. My son was three, his dad and I split up 
and I had him, I had no family 1500 miles away from anyone I knew. I moved to a place I knew no one and I just brought him with me and I found a university that was really supportive of diversity of every kind, including you know, parental diversity. And I, I was able to bring him with me to studio and he would sleep under my desk when I pulled all nighters. And there's a, a great uh, number of babysitters in graduate school because they all need money. And so a lot of people helped me out by babysitting. And um, I just kept going, went through it. He watched me work really hard. And now he's in college and working hard himself. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like the support needs to be there either way. I mean, if you want to do this, you need to figure out that support. But it also sounds like it sometimes it's you're just focused i just need to do this i'm going to do this and whatever needs to happen is going to happen and then it just happens because you've forced it to happen you can find support everywhere you don't have to have a husband you don't have to have a partner you don't have to have parents to help you people around you that see what you're doing they'll become excited for you and they'll they'll help you so i found the support through other students through faculty um, just through people that I met in my community. Do you think it's possible to sort of plan that support that, okay, I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to become an architect. I'm going to focus on this. And, and rather than just sort of steamrolling ahead and just sort of picking up the pieces that need to be picked up and get the support as it comes to sort of look at it in ahead of time, sort of looking back at it, would you advise young mothers to sort of look at this and say, okay, I need support here. And how am I going to get that? And who's going to help me there before you get there? Does that make sense? And, and do you think that's possible and realistic? Yes, and have lots of backup plans. Yeah. Plan A is not always going to pan out. You just need to always be looking for your options and maintaining relationships. And Yeah, I, you know, I find in, in the Entree Architect Facebook group um, that mentorship is really important, that there's a lot of young architects in that group that ask questions and they get, 60, 70, 80 responses in the group. And a lot of them are seasoned architects. Some of them aren't even practicing anymore. And they're just in there literally just to help the young architects thrive. And so you, you had mentioned that, that there's, that's happening in the mother's group as well, that there's young mothers that you can sort of uh, encourage and support and, and, uh, and root on. Um, does that happen a lot in the group? Yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot. You know, we have, uh, you know, like, like I mentioned, we have, we have grandmas in the group that are there that are past this phase of their life, but they're there just to kind of offer support and, you know, they, they've been through it all and they can help guide the, you know, the younger generation through. It's really encouraging. Yeah. The, the, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is this idea of, of seasons of life, you know, that there's that sometimes, um, uh, we need to put things on hold in order to get to where we want to go. That sometimes we can't have everything at the same time, but we can have everything if we sort of wait for it. But there's also a downside to that, that many times a, a mother will put their profession on hold, be the mother, and then, okay, you know, my kids are old enough. Now I'm going to go back to the profession and they don't find a very welcoming profession. And so this idea of seasons, I'd love to have this conversation about what your thoughts are on that. Is that realistic that, um, that you sort of focus on being a mom first and not worrying about being so much the architect and then later coming into the profession? Um, is that realistic? Is, it, is that possible? I think it is possible. You know, I, I, 
uh, when I got, I got laid off during the recession and I, I had a big uh, gap in my experience. And, and, and during that time, you know, we, my husband and I decided it would be a good time to raise a family because I wasn't working and I could, you know, really kind of be home and focus on that. And after the kids were born, I, you know, I, I was lucky that I was able to decide to, you know, to stay home and, and be with them until they started school. And the whole time I had in the back of my head, you know, what if no one will hire me? What if, what if I can't find a job? And it's, it's scary because I really enjoyed what I did before. Um, but, you know, I got lucky. I, I ran into uh, somebody that I used to, uh, that used to be my TA at the university and they were looking for a part-time employee and they hired me. They gave me the chance. And so it worked out really well. Now I'm at the season of my life where I can, you know, I still get to do the, you know, the kids and I can, you know, I can start back into my career. I kind of feel like a beginner again, but, um, but, you know, they're patient with me and they're encouraging and it's been, it's, it's been great. It's been, you know, the best of both worlds for me. I, I appreciate the experiences that I've had. And how much do you think the, the employer has to do with that? That when you come back, that, that you found somebody who's, who understands where you are, understands where you want to go and is supportive mm-hmm. of that and creating a position and an environment for that. How important is is that um for them you mean yeah for both of you i mean to to be able for that to actually happen for you to to take the time off you know that's years of time away from the profession come back to a profession that that sees that break and yeah. i think the profession is shifting i think yeah. at a certain you know not too long ago they would see that break and say well next you know now they see that break and say well what was that break you know, and that if they're raising their, their kids, I think a lot of architects now and, and, and firms are starting to recognize that that's the way life works now, mm-hmm. you know, that those breaks are happening and that, and that, you know, that the integration of firms and families are a requirement. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when they, they, when they were looking for somebody, they were specifically looking for a mom because they were looking or, you know, a parent, somebody yeah. who wanted to work part-time who was um, maybe a bit more, um, had a little bit of experience, but, you know, had the flexibility to work with their schedule as well. I work with a, a mom and dad too, you know, it's like, it's just a husband and wife firm, but they have the same responsibilities that I have. Uh, the mom that I work with, she, you know, she drops off the kids and goes to work and then leaves to pick up the kids. We have a similar schedule. So, you know, we kind of integrate you know, beyond just our personal schedule at home and work, but we also integrate together, you know, employee, employer schedule, and it, and it works really nicely together. Yeah. But I think we have to be careful not to sell ourselves short because we're moms, you know, people might think they're getting a great bargain because they have all this leverage <laughs> that, enough. well, I'm offering you flexibility so then I can pay you a whole lot less yeah. or I can give you less interesting work. Or So I think we, we need to to stand up for ourselves and understand that we bring a lot of value to the table. The, the days of the male architect bringing home this big paycheck and supporting a wife at home are, are over. The men that I work with, their, their wives have careers where they're making as much money or more money than they are. Their careers are as demanding or more demanding than theirs. And uh, a lot of the flexibility that I negotiated for as a mom in my firm was actually, um, taken advantage of in a good way by the men that came after me because they, I think they didn't think to ask for the flexibility that I asked for. And then they said, wow, that, that would really work for my life too. And they stayed home and work from home when their kids were sick or, you know, take a day off here or there. And 
and go home early. And uh, it was something that was just not standard before. Uh, you know, I'm a little, um, I've been in this a little longer than a lot of the women that are in our group. And I have an 18 year old, but I also have a three year old. So I'm, I feel like I've, I've lived through like two generations of parenting and architecture. And uh, when I started out, flexibility, flex time was something that people didn't offer. I had to ask for it and push for it. And I had to prove myself by working twice as hard and producing yeah. really good work and showing them that it's worth it to offer that to people. And now I look and I see the, the guys that have kind of come up behind me using that flex time and, and creating a better health and lifestyle for themselves. I saw a lot of the men that I worked with, you know, their bodies deteriorating. They're working so many hours. They're sitting all the time. Yeah, you do that for 10, 15 years and you fall apart. Yeah, so I can I, attest to that. Yeah, finding, <laughs> finding a firm where you see the principles are taking care of their bodies, you know, exercising, having, um, being part of the community, being healthy, prioritizing that. I think that is something that you want to look for in an employer. You want to make sure that you maintain your health and, and all part of that is taking care of a family and, and having a healthy social life. We'll be right back to our conversation after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors at Entree Architect, Gusto, RCAT, and FreshBooks. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially when you're a small business. You don't have time to be an expert in things like taxes and regulations. And old school payroll providers, they just don't get it. They aren't built for the way that we work today. Gusto is making payroll benefits and HR easy for small businesses. They're different. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy for you to get things right. You no longer have to be a big company to get the great technology, those great benefits, and the great service for your team. To help support this show, the Entree Architect Podcast, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited-time deal. Sign up today, and you'll get three months, three months free, once you run your first payroll, just go to entrearchitect.com slash gusto and claim your free three months of payroll processing today. entrearchitect.com slash gusto. For years, when I needed information on manufacturers' products, I headed straight to Google. Then I sifted through the hundreds of results to find the one or two that might be the link to the product that I'm looking for. And more often than not, the link was not what I was seeking. It was outdated or didn't meet my requirements, so I went back to the search engine and started all over again. And this could take all afternoon to find the two or three products that I need. Does this sound familiar? I know you've done this. There is a better way. It's called RCAT. RCAT.com. A-R-C-A-T.com. Find what you're looking for in seconds. Building product information, BIM, CAD, and custom specifications using their exclusive tool, SpecWizard. So make RCAT part of your efficient project workflow. Just type in entrearchitect.com slash RCAT in the internet browser and add that to your favorites. Just click that little favorites button, make RCAT your favorites, and then visit RCAT for every project. Make it part of your workflow. Find what you need fast and make more money on every project. entrearchitect.com slash Arcat. That's entrearchitect.com slash A-R-C-A-T. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, buy project, and get organized with reports, communication, and notifications. 
Getting started with FreshBooks is ridiculously easy. Most people send their first invoice just seconds after starting their free trial. And the same goes for time tracking, managing expenses, collaborating with contractors, and viewing financial reports. It's fast and easy. And if you need help at any time, free award-winning customer service is just a phone call or an email away. And if you ever have second thoughts, don't worry. On top of our free trial here for Entree Architect listeners, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee so you don't ever have to worry about choosing FreshBooks. So give FreshBooks a try. Try it free for 30 days. Just visit EntreeArchitect.com slash FreshBooks and then let them know that we sent you by sharing Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's EntreeArchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access your free, unlimited 30-day trial. Gusto, RCAP, and FreshBooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. I think, and I see it happening, I see the profession shifting. The larger firms are shifting much slower. You know, they're still sort of old school, but the, the smaller firms, the new firms, they're being built around this idea of flexibility and remote remote virtual staff. And, you know, it's it's we're seeing a profession in transition uh, reacting to the realities of moms working and, you know, our lifestyles shifting Um, the younger generation coming up, demanding it and expecting it that it's, you know, what do you mean? I don't have the opportunity to, you know, have this flexible time and the flexible hours. As long as I get the work done, what does it matter? And I think the, the, the firms are starting to shift, to, to, to take advantage of that. And I think the ones that do will thrive and the ones who don't are going to go away. Um, and I think that's going to happen with the larger firms too. I think they're going to start seeing their best people walking away to the larger firms that are evolving and shifting to accommodate the new way of, of lifestyle that we're all living. So what are, what are some things that, those firms um, that are are looking to attract mothers could do um, to make their firms more attractive to to the women who are looking for work who are moms. Elsa, do you have any do you have any thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> just flexible hours. You know, we we need we. I know. I've, at least for me, it would be very beneficial to, you know, just being given the opportunity to, you know, just be flexible with the hours, uh, have good maternity leave. Because uh, it can be stressful figuring out, you know, how long you're going to take off, how the financial situation is going to be. Are we, am I still going to have a job when I come back? Um, will my responsibilities, you know, will I still have the same responsibilities? as before I left the maternity when I come back. So, um, yeah. What, Elsa, what's, what is your, after you take your exam and you get your license, what, what's your, what are your plans? Are you going to start your own firm or are you going to go work for, for somebody else? I think I'm going to continue to work at the firm that I am working at right now. My boss is very supportive. Um, I do love working for him. And um, so for now, stay there eventually go on my own because yeah. i do i do i do want to have 
that opportunity to be able to raise kids, you know, and still remain in the profession. Yeah. Yeah. Is the firm that you're at now, do they, are they doing anything specific that, um, that's accommodating mothers? Um, as far as, oh, well, yeah. Or is uh, it something that you need to negotiate still? I did not have to negotiate anything during my pregnancy. I did talk to my boss when I became, when I told him that I was pregnant last year, um, if I'm healthy enough and if I have the energy to use me. So he did. He used me to the very end, literally the very end. <laughs> Two days later or four days later, I had my son. Um, during that whole time, I was, I was given projects. I was, you know, I was able to go meet with clients. I was job walks, um, job site visits, um, got promoted. So um, I didn't have to negotiate anything. So I think that's really important, you know, just working for a good boss, working for someone who who's going to help you grow regardless of what stage you're in in life. If you're, you know, you're, you're on your family or if you choose to not have kids, it sh- that should not matter. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think looking for a firm, just you have to find a good boss to work for or work with. Yeah. Bianca, what's your, what's your plans as, as in the next three, three, four years, what, what are you, where are you, where are you headed? Well, I'm taking my exams and I'm about halfway done. I still have some more of the, um, the intern program to complete. And then once that done, you know, I hope either to, you know, maybe stay where I'm at and grow that into a partnership or um, potentially start a business with my husband who uh, he's a business consultant. He's not an architect, but, you know, I feel like we could work together and uh, do something we both really enjoy and, and still have that the flexibility and the time with the kids. If you started a business with your husband, would you, would you still be an architect or would you start some other business? Um, I think like an architect and um, maybe get into developing something that we're both very interested in doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Tara? What's, what's your three to five year plan? <laughs> I think I, I told you earlier, I'm kind of a, a reluctant entrepreneur architect because I love I have worked for some amazing firms. I've loved all of the firms I've worked for and the people I've worked with. And I really miss being part of a a team and showing up every day, not in my house, somewhere else where I can have work totally separate from my home. Um, But I have a lot of projects that come to me. I have my husband and I have our own projects that we're building ourselves. And uh, I just seem to be so busy with those projects that I, I don't feel like I can step back into my old firm or any other firm right now. Um, so I'm just playing it by ear. I'm, I, I'm enjoying teaching, um, but I'm, you know, I'm just teaching one class um, every other semester or so. Uh, and it, it's, it's really a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm just uh, playing it by ear, see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I have a lot of experience under my belt at this point. I know what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm comfortable with wherever the road takes me. Yeah, it's a good season. I'm in that season too. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Trying to enjoy, uh, I was trying to enjoy having all three kids under the same roof last year because that'll be the, that was the last year before my son left for college. So I had the two little ones and him there. So I just tried to soak that up and, and we uh, were renovating our house and expanding the brewery and doing things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. I, I have a 17 year old son who's going to go to college next year as well. And so my, I have three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's a very interesting time right now, you know, because next year he's going to be somewhere else and, 
you know, and we're moving, we're moving, you know, we've been in the New York metropolitan area my entire life, Anne Marie's entire life, and we're moving from New York to North Carolina this summer. And so that's a huge transition too. And so both with our families and our firm and everything is, you know, being disrupted. So are you designing and building your house? We tried that. Yeah. (laughs) We, (laughs) we, We designed three houses. Uh, we're moving to North Carolina, in, uh, just south of Charlotte, and the entire area is being built out by big developers. And so it's v- very few small uh, lots available. We found one lot, and the lot that we purchased just can't support the house that we want to build. We've designed it three times, trying to get the budget where we wanted to get it, and we can't get it. So we ended up buying. We're actually supposed to close tomorrow, and uh, and then we're going to do a major renovation to that. And I'm going to share that online so you guys can follow me doing that. But, uh, but that's, that's what we're doing. You know, we tried to design it. We're going to hold off and, and design, design the next one. <laughs> and our plans is to, are to do development down there too. And so we're going to design some, some other homes and, and design them, build them, sell them and do it over and over again. So we're excited about that, that season of our life. So it's exciting, but I, I, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting time with my oldest uh, getting ready to, to head off to college. So I know, I know those feelings. Um, before we wrap up here, I want to have one last question answered by each of you. And it's the same question that I ask everybody who's, who comes on the show. We've been doing this for years. And the question is, what's one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? And it's intended to sort of be something that's pretty easily executed and see some short-term results. Um, and it could be anything, like literally anything. Um, Bianca, do you want to start? Yeah, I would say um, support, if you have employees, support your employees um, and help them along their path to becoming a good architect too. Yeah, excellent. And, you know, everybody can pass down their mentorship. Yeah, very good. Elsa, what about you? Um, Mentorship, you know, just offer your employees good mentorship. I've left uh, jobs where I didn't, I was never, I wasn't given the mentorship. I wasn't guided. so if you have employees, let them ask questions, guide them, support them, be excited for them, you know, do whatever you can do to help them grow because when they succeed, your firm succeeds. Yeah, excellent. Tara, what about you? Um, I'd say to prioritize humanity every day. You know, consider yourself and people that work for you and your clients and the people that are going to use the buildings that you design. Consider their whole selves all the time and, and keep that at the forefront of your design and your management of your firm so that we can create better built environment, a better, better planet and healthier uh, employees and people that occupy our buildings. Yeah. When it comes down to it, it's all about the people, right? All across the board. It's about right. the people who, who live in our and work in our buildings. It's about the people that we interact with as clients, the people that we work with. It's all about trying to support them and encourage them to, uh, to get to the next area. That's, that's, that's excellent. So the Facebook group, if anybody wants to, to join, if you're a mom, <laughs> um, it's facebook.com slash groups slash mothers in architecture. We'll have that link on the show notes as well. Um, and so go there, request membership, and you can get in there and, and have some of those conversations. And I encourage you that if you are a mom or you're planning to be a mom or you're a grandma or you identify as a mom, go request membership over there and get in there because I know that the the Entree Architect Facebook group that we have is by far 
the most powerful thing that we do. We do the podcast, we do a blog, we do newsletters, we have a membership, but the Facebook group, things are happening in there that are changing people's lives. And so I encourage you to go join this Facebook group if you're a mom um, and, uh, and go support one another in there. So I appreciate you, Bianca and Elsa and Tara for coming on the show here, sharing a little bit about who you are and what you're doing uh, and everything that you're doing over at the Facebook group. Thanks for being here and for sharing your knowledge here at the Entree Architect podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So are you a mother in architecture seeking a group of supportive professionals just like you? Do you know someone who might need to hear about this episode right now? Well, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend. It's entrearchitect.com slash episode 264. entrearchitect.com slash episode 264. Then head over to the Mothers in Architecture Facebook group, request access, and, and be sure to answer the follow-up questions right after you request membership. You're going to be sent from Facebook a couple of questions. Make sure you answer those questions. That will expedite the process and get you inside the group sooner into that group so you can have the support that you need. I'd like to thank you, Elsa and Bianca and Tara, for sharing on the show this week and for all your contributions to the architectural profession. You know, if we take on a little bit of responsibility, if each of us take on just a little bit of responsibility and lead in our own ways, like Elsa and Bianca and Tara, and if we, we take a little bit of ownership in this profession and dedicate ourselves to, to making the lives of others just a little bit better, the entire profession will grow and thrive. If you take hold of a little bit of what you have control over and make the world a little bit better for somebody else in the profession, the whole profession is going to grow and it's going to thrive. And you know what? The world will benefit from our work. So just reach out to somebody you know that maybe you can help and make their lives a little bit better. If we all do that, imagine what we can do. So go do that. Before you get back to your day, head on over to entrearchitect.com slash profit tools and register for instant access to our brand new three-part video training series. It's free, three short videos that may change the way you run your architecture firm and make your whole life better. It's free for you. It's waiting for you right there at entrearchitect.com slash profit tools entrearchitect.com slash profit tools. Go download that video series right now and let me know what you think about it. If you like them, we'll keep building more. If you are an entrepreneur architect who runs or owns your own small firm, then you are an entree architect. And I encourage you to go build a better business so you can be a better architect. Love, learn, share what you know. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. 
where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris. Owners of Level Studio Architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome and i think it's it's so real to this day i i, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me i'm always questioning like us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.